0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden,
1: Colorado. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on.
2: Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster
1: City, California, 94404.
0: Live from San Diego and Brooklyn, New York, you're listening to the Solis Report. Tonight's guest from 4 Peter Oversand. Later, the boys talk football, John gets upset, and Devin explains a joke. Featuring Devin McIntyre and the Solis Report Band, and your host, John Solis! Wow, thank you. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, You know, big news uh, today, Dev. I got an aquarium, and I think I'm about the only person who cares about this. I actually tweeted about it and got no attention uh, whatsoever. Uh, To be honest with you, I think most people haven't been so bored by a fish tank since the Dolphins game. (laughs) How about the Saints game? Did you happen to catch that one? Uh, They got screwed by the refs again. Uh, Really, I haven't seen a more upsetting 10-second runoff since Tom Brady's Combine 40. Uh, So in other news, I guess Shady McCoy had a big party for himself to celebrate his trade to Kansas City. Uh, Apparently, Andy Reid showed up around 9 and the bouncers turned him away.
3: Uh, Did you hear why? No, that's too bad. Was it uh, one of those females-only parties? Actually, yes. Uh, That's why. Uh, Females-only.
0: You know, I don't want to bore you with a grocery uh, anecdote, but I was at the grocery store and I bumped into this old man and I was polite about it and I felt bad, but he he shook his fist at me and he said he was going to kick my butt. And to be honest, I couldn't help but laugh. Uh, really, I haven't heard a threat so empty since Melvin Gordon's holdout. <laughs> All right, everybody, we've got a great show for you tonight from 444.com, We've got my friend Peter Overzet. We're going to be doing a little bit of a what you eat, what you tweet. And then we're going to hit you with some Oakland Raider talk. So stick around. Just a quick word from our sponsors. Folks, it's the hottest debate of the season. Is it pronounced Patreon or Patrayon? I I think... Patreon sounds better, but let's say Patreon. I want to let you know that the Road of His Patreon is back for a second season, and it's still just six dollars a month. Uh, signing up is going to give you access to many of our writers and podcast personnel. Uh, you can ask them whatever you like about football or otherwise. And if you're willing to pay three more dollars, you get some Road of His merchandise too. So make sure you check it out. What do you think, Dev?
3: As a loyal podcast listener, you get ten percent off Rotoviz NFL Pass. It's available through the NFL podcast homepage, rotaviz.com slash podcast. Gain unlimited access to all of our NFL content and tools. You get an amazing value and support the podcast network. Once again, that's rotaviz.com slash podcast.
0: All right, welcome back, folks. Welcome back. Uh, You know what else is back is Monday Night Football. Uh, But really, they should call it Monday Afternoon Football. I must have missed the memo there. I was at work like an idiot when the Saints and Texans kicked off. Uh, But thank goodness uh, uh, you and I at least saw the Raiders game, right?
3: Yeah, definitely caught the uh, Raiders-Broncos game. Uh, Pretty exciting kickoff to Monday Night Football. If you had Darren Waller, like I recommended, uh, you're happy and... An exciting stuff for josh jacobs you know semi-viral tweet i believe you know i think
0: semi-viral is uh, probably the right way of, of putting it i don't know what people are calling viral these days but i've got just over a, a thousand followers and so do you so when i get uh, 500 likes it, it it's viral to me so we can call it semi-viral um I think before the game, uh, unless you really looked into Josh Jacobs, you might not have realized that he had a more difficult than usual path uh, to the NFL. Uh, Around 10 years ago, he was actually living and sleeping in a car uh, with his dad there. And it's not even like they parked the car in a nice area. It was actually parked in a really dangerous area. So dangerous, in fact, that uh, his dad would uh, be wide awake in the front seat uh, with a gun. Uh, to protect Josh while he slept, so for him to have a great game on Monday night and score two touchdowns was uh, was really special. So I'm no, I'm I'm happy for that kid, but uh, it's it's all to the detriment of I think one of your favorite picks, isn't that right? Like when I think of of you and, and the flags you've planted, uh, Jalen Richard springs first to mind.
3: Yes, Jalen Richard, good old Jalen. Uh, speaking of semi-viral, uh, noted anti vaxxer <laughs> As we learned from his 48 hours of tweets this summer, uh, trolling most of Twitter. Uh, but yeah, he was one of the first guys I wrote about for of his. That's right. I remember that. I remember um,
0: I was kind of down on him to start because he was like a, at least he was perceived as a bad athlete, right?
3: Yes. He he went to Southern Miss, uh, which, yeah, he had a zero per, zero-th, zero-th percentile, uh, as they say, agility score. Uh, But it turns out that he went to Southern Miss, and as a non-Combine invitee, he had to uh, try to show his stuff at their pro day, which happens to all be held outdoors. And so when he went to do his, his drills, it was raining the entire day. And so he was doing him on the wet turf, and I heard him on the radio later talking about how he was slipping and falling. And so his three cone is like an eight and a half second three cone because he like <laughs> fell down on his ass in the middle of it and turned in like the slowest three cone that any like three hundred pound fullback has ever attempt, who has ever attempted to like make it into the league has put up.
0: It's um, it's unfair that those are his official times uh, with no context whatsoever. Um, it makes me feel like I'm more athletic than Richard. Uh, the the biggest hurdle for me in appreciating Jalen, uh, who I guess they call Rocket, right? Which is a, a fun nickname for a guy with a 0% uh, agility score. Um, but what got in the way for me is I really liked uh, DeAndre Washington. And I'm not afraid to admit this. I like DeAndre uh, because Matt Waldman loved deandre uh he went on about uh leg drive and jazz and spontaneity and all this uh intrinsic stuff that he saw and he wrote so well about it that i saw it too um and i think having flag planted and made myself a washington guy that prevented me from enjoying Jalen richard who is ultimately the better back in oakland
3: yeah, that was that was exactly what my article was about. It was DeAndre Washington is is a great great prospect, and a lot of Rotavis people liked him too, not just yourself and wrote articles about him. But uh, yeah, my article was don't miss out on Jalen Richard just because you like DeAndre Washington. They can both be good NFL players. I think that's good advice,
0: and not just for these two backs, but. It's time for our favorite recurring segment. Would you eat? Would you tweet? Dev, do you have a tweet for us?
3: Okay. I looked up a tweet. Here's, this is a good one. This is from August 5th, 2018. So we're go- a little back in the, a little bit back in the, the way back machine here. This is a, uh, video clip a youtube clip of the film director abel ferrara he's going on conan he's a little hopped up on something he's real agitated being a real character uh, so I, I dug that clip up and, and then i tweeted what idiot called it abel ferrara getting wasted and going on conan instead of two-turned abel and a microphone
0: okay okay hold on calm down everyone calm down calm down but uh, dev that's a smart joke uh, um, how did
3: it do? Well, my friend Tennessee Grimes said that it was a good tweet. Well, hold on. Hold on. Oh, wait. What? What's your friend's name?
0: Tennessee Grimes. Uh, is he a cartoon? How
3: is that his name? He's, I think he's from Tennessee or something like that.
0: <laughs> I mean, you had better be, right? You had better be. Um, okay, so aside from your personal friends who you know in real life, did anybody like the tweet? Oh, yeah, it got 10 likes
3: and two retweets.
0: Okay, um, you know what? I think that's, um, I think that's exactly right uh, for that joke. So thank you very much for bringing that one on today. I think you and I can workshop that one and, uh, and see if we can get some more retweets on it moving forward. Devin, that was great, but we still have the second half of our segment, What'd You Eat? It's
3: some fried rice, John. Wonderful. Was it good? Yeah.
1: Hi, this is Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. There are many life changes that can happen after divorce that make it difficult or impossible to uphold requirements of your divorce decree. The orders issued in a divorce are based on the facts presented at that time, but the circumstances used in issuing those orders can obviously change. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others, but life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on.
2: Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our first and only guest this evening from 4 mister Peter Oversett. All right, all right. quiet down, everyone. Quiet down, Pete. Thank you so much for being our first guest.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm uh, I'm thrilled. I've heard about this podcast. There's been rumblings. There's been whispers all around the internet uh, about this project about to be unveiled. And boy, am I honored and thrilled to be the uh, the first guest.
0: Well, you're the only person uh, we asked, and you're the first and only person who uh, would agree. So we're thrilled as well. Um, Sean Siegel, uh, our buddy from Rotovis, he insisted that I confront you about something, and and I said no, and then he said, uh, do it, so I'm going to do it, and apparently uh, you defeated him in some sort of league. Uh, Can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah, so Sean and I are in a dynasty league. It's called the Fake Goods Dynasty League, Uh, started from the old podcast with uh, Lord Reeves and Chad Scott. And uh yeah, I faced off against Sean and everyone knows that Sean's kind of a fraud when it comes to fantasy football. Uh doesn't have the receipts to back up anything he writes. He's never won anything. Uh is a notorious youth chaser um <laughs> and really just sucks at fantasy football. And I kind of proved that. Uh, I just absolutely wiped the floor with him last week. I'm trying to pull up my scores. I think it actually crashed MFL. It was such a rap. Um, But, you know, Sean has all the sexy, trendy breakout players. Your Cortland Sutton's, your Christian Kirk's, your on Johnson. Meanwhile, I'm crushing him with the Yeomans out there. The Sammy Watkins, the Deshaun Jackson's, the true lunch pail guys. Not these sexy wide receivers that Sean likes. So, yes, yeah, Sean, you're up last, bud, uh, and you better step it up. Otherwise, uh, they're going to name me the new CEO of Rodovis
0: Wow. Um, I have no idea why Sean would volunteer to be <laughs> beaten down in such a brutal fashion, but there, Sean, there, I, I hope you're happy. Um, and that's the first time I've heard a DJx referred to as a lunch pail guy. So I absolutely love that. Um, uh, Pete... I see you everywhere Uh, as much as someone can, can see someone on a podcast. You are absolutely everywhere right now. Uh, what's going on? How are you dealing with this uh, podcast? Super Uh,
2: yeah, no, some would say everywhere. Some would say overexposed. Um, yeah, man, Making making videos, doing podcasts, uh, just having fun, just doing, uh, what you guys want to do, which is, uh, make them ups, yuck them ups, uh, about fantasy football, this sport we, uh, we enjoy trying to do something a little different, uh, even if we're in the time of year when all anyone wants to talk about are waiver wire ads, buy low, sell high, trade targets. We are the resistance, the salmon swimming up the stream.
0: My God, uh, that was really well
2: put. I, I don't even know what
0: to say. You're, you're a pro, dude. Um, I think and I, I don't mean this as an insult, and I hope you won't take it this way. But I think you're kind of perceived as a serious analyst.
2: I, I think you're hundred percent wrong. <laughs> Danny Danny, I'm technically listed on draft day consultants as a as a consultant. I did like a couple clients last year. Um, but Denny uh, now says that he only refers me uh, to clients if they ask for the joke guy. So <laughs> I think that answers your question of whether uh, I'm considered a real analyst, which is, is definitely not.
0: I, I withdraw my statement. And again, I, I asked you not to be offended and you still were. So um, maybe we can edit that whole uh, negative experience out. My apologies. No,
2: no, no, people. People love this raw stuff when things get awkward with the interviewer and the interviewee. People people eat that stuff up. Do not edit this out. I'm very pissed at you. I'll never come back, but don't edit it out.
0: I was actually hoping you'd be our guest next week because really we have, we have nobody. Like, we got nobody, man.
2: I, I heard that uh, that was maybe your plan. Um, I do probably have to start charging for my time at some point.
0: Okay. Well, um, I'll ask Sean and... We'll see what he can put together for you. We'll contact your agent.
2: If you can get him out of the fetal position to respond, then uh, by all means.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, are I, I mean, you available on the on the Cameo app, Pete.
2: You know what? I uh, I should be right. I mean, all these people. I, I love that now. Like the media personalities are getting into it, and they're like, "Man, I can just be in my Uber riding to the airport and crank out a few cameos, a nice uh, secondary income stream." Uh, I think I should be right.
3: Yeah, I I mean, people would definitely pay five bucks for the joke guy.
2: That's right. right. I mean, if if Chad Beebe's father, Don Beebe, can be on Cameo, why can't I, you know? Is that true? It is true. You can pay, uh, I believe it's $15 for Don Beebe. You can also get Rex Grossman. You can pay $1,000 for Pierre Garçon. It's the same price to get Michael Vick as it is Pierre Garçon. I think Pierre has a overinflated sense of worth on the cameo platform i would love love to meet someone who paid a thousand dollars for a pierre garcon shout out
0: i shouldn't even say his name but antonio brown was three hundred dollars i mean
2: that uh that seems like uh is that either a bargain or grossly overpriced at this point
0: (laughs) yeah at this point i don't think anybody's gonna be um Retaining his services So, As busy as you've been uh, Are you still leaving a a normal life Are you going to work and stuff
2: You know what I haven't quit my day job yet I'm still waiting for the day When fantasy football comedy can pay the bills Mm -hmm. uh, Outright We are not at that point yet John Um, I have a loving wife Named Lauren who I love very much Uh, I go to work Each day John just like you I put my pants on uh, one leg at a time So yeah, I'm quite the normie, dude. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, there's no, uh, there's no sexy lifestyle over here. Well, hold, hold on, hold on, because
0: you may say you're a normie, and you you claim to know me well enough to how to know how I put out on my pants, uh, which is really none of your business. But um, you're a buff normie now. You're you're a buff normie. This is a known thing. Uh, people call you guns to your face and behind your back. <laughs>
2: No one has ever called me guns. Are you like, shitting me? Are you shitting just walks me? Someone up, sup guns? You think that's a thing? They say, hey, what's going on, guns? They say it like that, guns. No, but people should. If you're listening and you see me, please say that. I would make my day. When did would you... you- While you're putting me under the limelight, I just want to say to your listeners that John Solis, a.k.a. the lawyer boy, a.k.a. popular FF writer, I have met him in the flesh in San Diego. This guy came straight from work, dappered out, tailored suit, form-fitting shirt, nice tie. I believe he had a pocket square. I mean, this guy is underselling himself.
0: OK, so first off, I felt like the stupidest person at that bar. You were there with your childhood friends who are literally in like a rock and roll band and they looked the part. And they look no, great guys. So get me wrong. But I, I looked like a total douche, like a little bit of context would have been fantastic. Pete, I would have put on a T-shirt, man.
2: John, you're you're a lawyer, dude. You're swimming in bucks. These guys are doing the starving artist thing. Who cares if they have a handlebar mustache? John, you got the 401k. I
0: actually don't.
2: Um, I've meant to, no, seriously, I, I should have, no, I was supposed to
0: start contributing like like 10 months ago, and I was like, no, I'm going to pay off my credit card. I just never did. Uh, I'm No, I'm not investing in my future at all. I'm in, I invested in this fish tank. I've got a fish tank here. Uh, uh, for the studio audience, uh, there is a fish tank here. This is real. This is all real. Uh, what do you think of the crowd, Pete?
2: Devin, I think what we need to do is stage an intervention right now with John, because He's talking about the fish tank. We know he spends money on clothes. I know he spent money on commissioned paintings of Josh Gordon as an astronaut. Devin, should we be concerned about John's financial future?
3: You know, I wasn't until he started talking about how he was jealous of the guys with the handlebar mustaches. <laughs> I but, did not. Know, I think. Uh, I, I think we need to talk about it. He, he, is, he is commissioning a reboot of The Road of His Dynasty League. Uh, and he, he, he shelled out for the Nancy Kerrigan cameo. <laughs> okay.
0: Did all did all of our entry fees go to that cameo, John? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm taking the money, and I, I'm running. It's, it's me and Nancy, and we're heading off to Mexico with those bucks, or maybe Vegas. Um, what's funny is, okay, so I it, it's a cameo, and it says right at the bottom, cameo. Uh, so I, I didn't entertain any illusions of being friends with Nancy Kerrigan, but uh, I don't mean to embarrass Sean further, but he messaged me privately, and he said, John, I've got to know, what's the connection with you and Nancy Kerrigan?
2: (laughs) Like you thought you guys had a connection before that? Or just saying like, why would you choose to pay for a cameo from Nancy Kerrigan?
0: He thought we were friends or perhaps more.
2: Oh, my God. Sean is so old fashioned uh, that, you know, he's too busy in his, you know, in his cave, you know, cranking out. Five thousand word actionable fantasy columns to even understand how Cameo works and how this is a pay to play friendship.
0: It's true. It's true. I I, I told him the truth. I, I couldn't. I can't lie to Sean. He's, you know, he's like my idol. So, um, but no, he thought that was real. Um, uh, uh, Pete, you, you go on all these shows and and you talk about fantasy football. Uh, what's something you want people to know about you that you haven't had occasion to
2: share? Wow. Yeah, this is the problem with being overexposed, right? Because you end up talking about every single thought that enters your head at uh, some point. Um, I I had a goal this year. Uh, I was going to try to read 52 books, you know, one a week. And I was on pace excellently until August. I think I was at 41. And then fantasy football season started my morning routine was derailed and now i'm sitting here thinking about how am i going to get 11 more books before december john and i'm worried that i'm going to fall short of my goal which should be attainable but when you wake up every morning uh to read fantasy articles in roto world it eats into your reading time uh do you have any thoughts (laughs) so
0: you've turned it on me um first off (laughs) i i haven't read uh, what was it 41 books I haven't read forty-one books in my life, and as you mentioned, I'm a oh, lawyer. Oh
2: shit, I, I I can't
0: I can't name four books I've read in the last <laughs> ten years. Four. Oh yeah, Mister
2: Law Student.
0: It, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, third edition Restated Torts is not a book you read. It's something you survive. <laughs> uh, I, no, I read Game of Thrones for pleasure. I read that. Uh, what is that? Five books. We're still waiting on the remainder. No, man. I I, I, I have not Dev, You're you're a reader,
3: aren't you? Yeah, I I, uh, I don't know if I'm in the 41, 41 book pace this uh, this year, but yeah, I try to read. Yeah and Pete this this
0: complaint, this is like oh I only did one ultra marathon this month and you
2: were shooting for <laughs> two ultra marathons. Forty one <laughs> okay, books? You're a genius. Could we just say, sure, maybe that seems like a slight humble brag, but you put me on the spot, Ask me to share something that people might not know about me, and then are hammering me. For it, John. This is how you don't get guests back.
0: I didn't realize you were the world's most arrogant reader of books. I would have I would have prepped you. I chatted you earlier. I said, "Pete, what would you like to talk about?" And you said, "You don't know you do you, know you fucking said, "Pete," you said, no, I don't you, you said, you said, "Ambush me." <laughs> yeah. You said, "Ambush me." Um, uh, uh, I don't know, man. You made it to 41. Just do what you're already doing. I think If you extrapolate 41 books in nine months, you're going to hit 52, aren't you?
2: No, John. That's the whole point is that I don't – I'm not reading anymore because I'm reading about fantasy football. Fantasy football took over my life. That's the moral of this story. I had a very healthy, balanced life from like February to August and now it's shot.
0: I'm sorry, man. Uh, You could read Denny's books. Those are all like – they're short, quick reads. Denny's a good writer. I'm saying so on the record. He's good. He's not I'm barely tolerable. He's good. You should definitely read those books.
2: I'm making my way through his calendar one month at a time, and it is, uh, it's is—it's a
0: turner. Does each one count as a book, each I, page? I
2: think so. That, how do you think I got to 41 books?
0: <laughs> <I> count <laughs> you just me. <laughs> uh,
2: rising grind, baby. That's it. On Amazon, I think. Is that on Amazon? I believe I bought the calendar directly uh, through him. I believe his books, though, uh, are on Amazon, his non-calendar books. Pete, we're running
0: out of time, but uh, and it's no coincidence that uh, uh, you are a, a comedian. Uh, we want all of our guests to tell a joke. And I don't want an anecdote, okay? I want a joke with a setup and a punchline. Is that something you can do?
2: I can. I've, I've always had a few of these in my back pocket. I want to say I heard them when I was a kid, like eight or nine. And you know, when you're a kid and you just desperately want to be funny. So you retain these kind of, I would call them like uncle jokes or like, uh, you know, stuff like that, where they pull you around and it's clearly scripted, but you're still captivated. So I'll tell you one that has always stuck in my head. Um, all right. So there's this, um, multimillionaire uh, who throws a party at his mansion and all these socialites gather around and come out and he brings them into the backyard where he has a massive pool and inside the pool is a giant shark, great white shark. And he says, look, I've gathered you all here today to offer you a proposition, a little wager, if you will, if you will, here are the stakes. If someone will jump in and swim the length of this pool and you survive, I will give you one of three things. I will give you $10 million, or I will give you one of my islands in the South Pacific, or I will give you a 50% equity share in my multi million dollar company. And before he could even finish saying company, he heard a splash. And a man is swimming as fast as he can. The shark is nearly getting to him. He's just barely out extending him. He gets to the other side of the pool, pulls himself out, dripping in water, completely out of breath, completely relieved. And the man goes, that was incredible, sir. I thought no one would ever do this. Which of those three things do you want? And the guy says, I don't want the car. I don't want the money. I don't want the island. I don't want the equity in your company. All I want to know is the name of the guy who pushed me in. (laughs) That's perfect. That's perfect. You know, I
0: don't know if it was that
2: good, but your laugh helped sell it, John. I appreciate that.
0: And I don't know if you heard, but the audience
2: loved it, too. Uh (laughs) Thank you, guys.
0: They thank could you. barely hear you over there, for us. Yeah, it was, it was extremely loud here in our Brooklyn San Diego uh, studio. Uh, Pete, thank you so much for being on. We will see you next week and probably for <laughs> several weeks until uh, we can get someone else. Uh, anyone, if you're listening and you want to be a guest, uh, Pete is overexposed. Um, I mean, I'm happy to use Pete because he's all I got. But I mean, come on. Come on. You guys, you yeah, guys this is like uh,
3: a- it's like a ring situation where, like, in, in, until you can tag someone else, like, you're coming on everything. <laughs> okay,
2: I will I find you. Someone else, don't worry about that, if that's what this is. Now...
0: Geico presents, yikes, another voicemail from your roommate.
2: Sup, roomie? Hey, a pipe burst in the basement.
3: It's completely flooded. Anyway, I called for someone to fix it, but in the meantime, I was thinking we could finally have that indoor pool party we've always wanted. I got some cool swan floaty things already going. Could you pick up some chips on your way home? Later.
0: The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if your roommate isn't the brightest pool float in the flooded basement. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.